0: Hello, and welcome back after a two-week hiatus to the Turnbuckle Post. I am Johnny Podcast, joined as always by my partner in crime, Jesse the Body. Jesse, how are you doing tonight?
1: Oh, I'm feeling pretty good, feeling pretty refreshed. we got a lot to talk about.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah.
1: People listening in, we're going to talk some AEW. We're going to talk some NXT UK. We're going to talk about the refreshing change we've been seeing in what I like to call WWE 2.0 yeah (laughs) Um, so we got quite a bit to discuss
0: yeah absolutely um and and really like if you're a fan of structure um you're not gonna find that here today it's it's gonna be kind of loosey-goosey from topic to topic but we just we just have so much to cover that there's not really any great way to prioritize that information so Um, just to jump off from right where Jesse talked about, uh, at the end of the day or at the end of the show, we'll talk about, uh, there's just a lot of things with AEW right now that I'm seeing that I think need changed. I think in three years, the product has, has attained a little bit of staleness. Um, and we'll talk more about that towards the end of the show. Um, so that's kind of a teaser for that. Uh, Jesse, as you said This is a rebooted, refreshed WWE. Um, This isn't like anything we've seen probably since the Attitude era. Um, You know, we've seen Dexter Loomis uh, as a quote unquote outsider. We've seen returns like uh, Dakota Kai, we've seen Karen Cross return um and then monday night we saw johnny gargano's return um you know a lot of the triple h stalwarts from nxt are now going to be featured per, uh, prominently on the main roster um you know it's it's definitely a turning of a new page and and honestly like this is the first time in a long time that i felt like wwe's product is can't miss and like this isn't a this isn't a uh, Vince McMahon was so stupid and old, and now of touch. It, it just this is what they needed. They needed a, a refresher.
1: Um, oh, and oh, this, I, oh, yeah. I mean, I agree. It's like, you know, no, nobody can deny what Vince McMahon did for the business over the years. He changed the business. He he did a lot of shady things. You know, I don't think putting all the territories out of business was quite necessarily a good idea. Because yeah, you want to be the number one, but a lot of those talents, you know, depend on a paycheck, and you can only yeah. take so many in your company. I think at least in the last, I think you'll agree with me, the last seven or eight years, the product, WWE has gotten very stale. And when AEW came on the scene, it was something new, something refreshing. People mm-hmm. were, were on board to see it. But now, with dude, you can just tell. I didn't think the change would happen this quickly. But I didn't it either. Is, and it, business is up across the board. Their live event attendance is up. They're selling out. Their ratings have gone up. I mean, this this has been a very, very good thing. And it is really like reinvigorated my interest in the product tenfold like you said raw has become in the last 3 weeks i can't miss show
0: yeah and and to keep people hooked and to to get people to tune in for a 3 hour show every week takes that extra bit of creativity and well what, I think, what i've
1: noticed is is that i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no, no you're fine you're fine what i've noticed is is that they're using the most of that 3 hours man they don't have time filler segments they're they're giving quality matches to them. They're, they're allowing them to have 12, 15, 20, 24 minute matches, man. And and they're giving us what we wanted as fans, and that is wrestling. Drew McIntyre yep. said to KO last week we're wrestlers. Let's frickin' wrestle. Which yep. was a taboo word in Vince McMahon's WWE. But now they're yeah. there's no more time wasters. There's not endless talk show segments. There's not 24-7 title chasing. There's not just the stupid shit they would do. I mean, they they allow these guys to go out there and, and wrestle and it's refreshing and you and you're not seeing rematches week after week. They're making the most of this time. It's like, we got three hours. We're going to make the most of this three hours. We're going to give people rest. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's, that's
0: the bizarre thing about, you know, the, the previous approach um, is, you know, you have three hours on a, a network that goes to millions of homes and you're going to feed them. Oh, look, it's another talk show. It's happy Corbin time. Everyone. Yeah. like No one wants to see that. No, like, I mean, there's, there's actual people that host talk shows like the, the internet and cable is pretty much, you can get whatever you want now. And, and if, if someone wanted a talk show, they would go find a talk show people tune into WWE because they want to watch wrestling. It's the literal second word in WWE. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it, it, yeah i mean it, it's so simple but it's it's like it's like they tried to reinvent the bo- or reinvent the wheel or or you know think outside the box and they didn't need to um
1: well it's like the promos too have meant something like i remember before you'd have yeah. 20 25 minute promos at the end of it it's like okay what the hell were they talking about what these, these yeah. promos are having now like even before they they actually had meaning to them they're not just throwing them out there to to fill up countless time. I mean, everything, it seems, I guess the main thing is everything has a purpose. Whereas before yeah. it, you feel like it did. And that's on raw and SmackDown.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and really you can tell like there is something for the main event level players. There's something for the mid card. There's something for the lower card. Like there is a, there's a tier. There's not this. I, I haven't seen as much of the 50, 50 booking. Um, there's a tier and there's a, strategy to having these different people in different tiers um and i think you know that's what's been missing all along is like is that is that that creative effort and that creative juice was all used for you know the the main event level players um and you know that's great but not everybody is interested in roman reigns you know it's not to say he's bad i mean we we both are very very you know um very supportive of Roman Reigns, big fans of it, uh, but well, it's not well, for everybody. What's important
1: here is, is diversity. There's something for everyone. Yeah, there's the exactly. women's wrestling. There's matches for the U.S. title. There's matches for the Intercontinental title. There's, you know, these titles are starting to feel important again, and I think they're on the right people yeah. to make them feel important, and it, it's, it's just, you know, yeah, it's like you said, I mean, there's a piece of, there's something for everyone to enjoy, and I think that's why it, it's just, Boggles the mind how much it has really changed in the last three weeks. Raw like this past Monday was an excellent show. Probably one of the best Rawls I've seen in a while.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely I, I work Monday night, so I'm gonna try to watch it here uh, streaming tonight. But I do I do always read the results and yeah, it just sounds like it, it's just it's just punch after punch after punch. It it, it just doesn't let up. Yeah. And and that's and that's really the only way you can get someone to not only tune in for a three hour show, um, but to, you know, stay there for that entire time. And, uh, and you can see that, I mean, the ratings are bearing it out. I mean, like we said, we don't really talk or care or, or really even understand ratings to be, you know, quite upfront and frank about it, but, you know, it it is a good metric to say, yeah, this is, this is working. This is an improvement. Um, And it's, you know, if it was a one week thing it would be an aberration but it's it's starting to become a trend where uh, the 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 product is improving people are giving it a chance and it's it's not letting them down and uh, it's it's been very very fun and very interesting to watch uh, we got to, man it's a freaking huge week uh, for wrestling in general here uh, not <laughs> yeah, this week uh, I think it's next weekend
1: right or yeah, is it it, this it's next weekend? weekend, so we can go over yeah. everything yeah. next weekend as far as previews go. But yeah, man, yeah. it's this is, this is like uh, WWE is becoming the the McDonald's that it needed to be. It's become yeah. a franchise that all other companies should strive to to not be maybe be like, but l- take a look at what uh, what they're doing. I mean, you know, because I don't – and I don't think WWE at this point wants a monopoly anymore. That was a miss, man, that – If anything I've learned from this is how much of a control freak he was. He had to control everything. He had to have all the power. He'd rip up scripts the day of shows and rewrite them himself because and and here's my thing. At seventy seven years old, if you don't trust the people that you put in these positions to take this company forward, then then you shouldn't have hired him there in the first place. Yeah. He was forced to retire. I'm I'm almost sure of that. And The people that were put in place are, are really making change. John Laurinaitis is gone. You know, he's got some explaining to do to the Bella's mom, who he's married to, about <laughs> his firing. Yeah. Uh, they're just getting rid of this old guard that is so stuck in their ways and bringing in fresh new people. You know, Road Dogg got rehired. He's now running yeah, live that. events after Jeff Jarrett. Um, I don't know if he quit or, or or got canned or whatever. But, I mean, yeah, Triple H has this core group of people that he trusts, to run things and run things the right way that it's, yeah. it's just.
0: And Shawn Michaels got a promotion too. Um, yeah. I don't remember what it was for. I but think it was, I,
1: I think it's vice president of um, talent Art relations Events or something. I think is what it is. Oh, is that what it is? I thought yeah. It so I Lewis. think road dog works directly under him. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and like I said, these are, what did I say day one when triple H took over, he's going to put wrestling people in charge. He needs to put wrestling people in charge. And, you know, that's not to toot my own horn. It's just to say, this is what they needed all along. This is what was missing. And, you know, I think, you know, it's not bad Bad. to have Hollywood and comic writers. That's not a bad thing. (laughs) But you need a balance. Yes, exactly. You can't have a room full of Hollywood writers that don't understand how a story plays out in a ring. But, you know, but they don't know how to, to build to a climax of a story with a wrestling match they only know how to do the hollywood bull crap like setting someone on fire or having blood come out of your face like um you know it, it's just uh hang on a second sorry um it, it's just it's what it needs it, it, you need that you need that other voice in the room that goes okay we can do this and this and this but then we can pay it off by having them do this and this in the match yeah like you, you need to have the best of both worlds and i think I think, you know, and like I said, this isn't, this isn't trash Vince McMahon day. It's not, you know, we're not going to do that here, but, but it's, it is a, it's a breath of fresh air. It is a change. It was a needed change. Um, And it's uh, very, very welcome, I think. And, and, you know, there's, there's, there's so much more that we could say about it, but it's really hard to just, to just get away from the, uh, the adjectives of just how wonderful this, this change has been.
1: Oh, man. And like I said, man, there's not the countless... I remember there was one month they had nothing but countless rematches between Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin. And it's like, these yeah. matches are not interesting. As much as I love Seth Rollins, it's like, why do we keep doing this week after week? They'd have Randy Sh- Orton, Sheamus matches as rematches yeah. after rematch. It's like... And we're not getting that. I mean, every match I saw on Monday night was basically a, a fresh match or is an amalgamation yeah. of a match. You know, you had... AJ Styles teaming up with Bobby Lashley against The Miz and, and Champa. Yeah. He's just, it was just great wrestling. All, they're making the most of that time. I don't, the, yeah. the only match that I'd say was bad, and I wouldn't even call it bad. It was a six minute match between Aaliyah and Bailey. So, yeah. but other than that, man, every, every other match just, just rocked it out and even smacked out, like you said, Rousey into the. She's almost like a stone cold Steve Austin type badass character, and people are cheering for her. They're they're liking the rebellious attitude that she's showing, which she probably yep. should have showed all along.
0: Yeah, no, they're not. I think,
1: uh, and, I, and
0: I'm not going to take full credit for this for this uh, opinion, but I did read from Wade Keller the same idea is, she's not a heel, she's not a face, she's just she's just a total badass. Like she's not defined by anything. And and the fact that she can come in and she just does whatever the hell she wants, like you said, it's breaking it's breaking those established walls of what we've seen for the last decade. It's and and that's what makes it that's what makes her stand out. That's what makes her special. That's what that's what's going to keep the fans interested in her coming back and make her valuable to WWE is to make her not like the other wrestlers. It's the same thing they did with Cody. It's the same thing that they have done in the past with Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, it's, it's breaking those, you know, preset boundaries of what they have made acceptable, you know, in their storylines and, and letting these people look like, you know, gigantic stars. And, um, you know, I I think to
1: think about with Cody coming back, they still have big plans for him. I know that him and him and Triple H mended fences from the past and he's him and Triple H are on really good terms. I think he's going to get a huge, huge push when he comes back, even more huge than before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to say the other thing that was really, really stood out on Monday is it opened with a brawl.
1: Yeah, Um,
0: you know that if if you turn on this television station and whatever NCIS or uh, CSI bullshit that's on before it goes off and the WWE crawl comes up and you see all these legends from the past doing awesome moves and then now forever and then someone comes out to the ring and talks for 20 minutes. Are you really going to want to keep watching that show? <laughs> no, not at all. Like, But if all that stuff happens and then you get two guys beating the crap out of each other, flying, you know, running into the crowd, fighting backstage, oh, shit, I, I want to know what happened. I want to understand why these guys are fighting like this, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it's a hook. You have to have a hook. <laughs> and I like, I just, I don't get how a man is smart and as talented as Vince McMahon, Allowed that stuff to go by the wayside, um, and, Dude, and it was and, very
1: much becoming a paint by numbers. I yeah, mean, especially yeah. last few years, it was it was very much a start the show off with yeah. a promo, end with the main event. Don't have any any you know kind of cliffhanger, rinse, wash, yeah. repeat. I mean, that's what's what yeah. it felt like, and it's not felt like that mm-hmm. at all this past month.
0: No, and I mean Edge wrestled on live television for the first time since his return. I believe. Um, I don't think he's had any other singles matches that that I'm aware of.
1: Not since uh, his returned, No, it's first time in yeah. Toronto since he returned.
0: Yeah. So first time in Toronto. Trish Stratus was on the show, but but they built up Edge a week in advance. It didn't just they didn't just pop on the show and go. Here's a 20 minute promo. Also, Edge is in the main event. Yeah. Like they they're they're working ahead. It's not a like you like you were talking about earlier. You know, tearing up the script and flying by the seat of your pants. How how can you go and work if you don't know what you're supposed to do that day? until your shift starts like that doesn't make any sense
1: well it's right? like you prepared for one thing and then they come around yeah. 20 minutes before and say oh well, we've changed these things up this is what we're doing now so you got 20 minutes now to to yeah. re- to rethink yourself and, and and be like well crap i mean they said that there was a lot of eggshell walking a lot of yeah and now they said it's a night and day difference it's very much fun people are open about things uh there's more creativity yeah. in the promos. It, it's what what that needed to be let these guys shine let them show their personalities because they're either going to sink or swim
0: yeah no absolutely and that's really at the end of the day that's the really the only fair or you know uh, just way to allow these people that's you know determine if they're going to be successful in the industry or not um you know it's basically just to give them something and see what they do with it and you know i think when they're doing this start and stop booking they're doing this 50 50 booking you're not really giving your whole ass effort to anybody so at the end of the day everybody looks the same nobody stands out and it doesn't really matter if the person's talented or not well they're
1: going they're going by the edict now of we're not going to give you anything but an opportunity we'll give you the opportunity what can you do with it yeah absolutely i mean we've seen so
0: many people with with new I mean, we had that brief moment where um, Daniel Bryan was part of the booking committee on SmackDown, and we started to see some really interesting things. But once again, it was at that main event level, and it wasn't – it was not um, uh, – or not – I can't think of what I'm trying to say here. It wasn't a thing that they they built on. Um, And, you know, it just went back to the status quo after he left the company. Yeah. Um, So – it's great. Uh, you don't. I know you wanted to talk about NXT. So as we saw, uh, I'm, I actually have Heat Wave on in the background now. I'm trying to finish it. Um, but as we saw on Heat Wave, Gallus came in and attacked uh, the Creed Brothers. Um, and then at the end of the show, um, uh, I'm trying to think here. Tyler uh, Bate, the Tyler Bate came champion. out. Yeah, Tyler Bate came out and challenged uh, Ron Breaker. So, we're going to have Worlds Collide this, or not in this coming uh, Sunday, but the following uh, up against All Out. Um, Well, it
1: takes place earlier in the day, though. So, All Out takes place at night. So, it's not going directly head to head. It's just going to be on the net. It's going to be taped in advance and then shown on the network like one o'clock or two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So, we have that coming up. And then the NXT UK is being shut down. A few of those wrestlers have been released, but they're going to relaunch the brand as NXT Europe. This was an idea that Triple H had been floating around uh, prior to the uh, the NXT 2.0 relaunch. They were going to have NXT Japan. They were going to have NXT Europe. Yeah, yeah. India. Yeah, NXT India. Um, So I think we might be starting to see the first uh, formations of that uh, going forward. But uh, I don't know. Well,
1: this was something that was it was floated around, and then COVID hit. And kind of oh, put a, that too. Yeah, put us put a stop to all that. But so yeah, NXT UK taped their. I think they've already taped all the shows, and I think uh, not this week, but the coming week will be their last show before they do Worlds Collide. Worlds Collide, which takes place on Sunday between NXT UK and NXT 2.0, will be the last time we see NXT UK. It is completely gone after that. I think their mm-hmm. contract with the BT uh, Sports Studio has has uh, ran out. And like you mm-hmm. said, so it's not gonna get relaunched till twenty twenty three, which is why they released so many of those wrestlers. But I see a lot of them coming back. A lot of them didn't want to leave the UK, they didn't want to come to the States, so they had a mutual release. It wasn't like oh, budget okay. cuts. it was, yeah. you know, we're rebranding in 2023. I think there's an opportunity to bring a lot of those people back. But the ones that really had the star performances like Gallus, which is the Coffee Brothers and Wolfgang, uh mm-hmm. Tyler Bate, who was the only NXT UK champion, it's kinda of apropos he was the first. And he, and now he's going to be the last, yeah, uh, UK champion. Ilya Dragunov will still, I think, be a big part of things because he he liked being an NXT uh, Blair Davenport, mm-hmm. who is, um, who used to be,
0: uh, is that he, Leah? She used to be all well yeah, off for his
1: fiance, but she's yeah. a very good wrestler. I mean, they they're keeping a lot of these key talents that were okay with coming to the states, and I think some some of the ones they'll bring back. But this this could be this could be a really good thing. I'm really inter- interested to see how they play this out. I mean, it's really, you know, they want to spread their brand across the world. This is definitely one way to do that.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, and probably to kill that time between, between now and the relaunch, I think you're going to see a lot of, uh, crossover story or not crossover, but like invasion type storylines, um, and, and battle lines drawn and, and they'll probably play that out as, you know, NXT UK guys are
1: invaders and um, well, I, I, I followed NXT UK from the start. I mean I, mm-hmm. I watched the show yeah. so that it's coming in the end. It doesn't really surprise me because they were very much paint by numbers but they have some good athletes man. They have some very yeah. talented people that worked and I, and I really liked watching some of the matches man. These guys oh, you yeah. could tell they weren't under Vince McMahon had nothing to do with it. They were yeah. strictly allowed to go out there and, and wrestle.
0: Yeah Walter and um and Ilya dragunov uh and you know walter is now gunther but um walter and Ilya dragunov to put on two of the best matches i've ever seen um and and honestly like if you're listening to this you haven't watched those do yourself a favor and just
1: hello are you there
0: about that uh, my son was at the park it was his cell phone so i just wanted to make sure everything was okay um oh. yeah so just just a worried dad moment there but everything was fine so um anyway i, I apologize i interrupted what you're what you're talking no, no, about no, i there.
1: mean like like you said if, if people have a chance to go see uh, dragon off and, and walter just youtube those two matches and you'll see how yeah. how physically you know well Impressive, these these guys are, but yeah, I, like I said, I, I was I followed it from the beginning, but mm-hmm. seeing it come to an end is yeah. well, the show I gotta got watch a week. But you know, NXT Europe will be coming. I'm interested I'm to see how that, yeah, uh, how that gets branded. But, um, absolutely, the Bergano thing. One thing I want to point out is that they kept this a secret on of social media, like, nobody knew mm-hmm. he was going to be there until right before he walked out. He flew in on the private jet so he wouldn't have to walk through an airport, you know, anything like that. They really tried their best to keep this a secret. And, man, when his music hit on Monday, I was like, what? what? I knew they were trying to reach out to him. I just yeah. didn't know anything. I didn't finalize. And he wanted it to be a legit surprise, which is why he didn't show up when they were in Cleveland a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, I think he caught everybody off guard. Um, and it's it's an exciting time. In uh, this day and age,
1: you can't hardly yeah. keep secrets anymore. So so they did, the, yeah. they did a good job with it <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, they really protected, you know, hit that surprise, and, and that makes it all the more special. Uh, I'm sure we, you know, if Candace decides that she wants to, you know, come back again, I think she'll be back as well at some point. But, um, but yeah, I, it's it's exciting to have, you know, Johnny back. I, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, obviously, that's why my, my, uh, pseudonym here is Johnny Podcast. Um, so, it's, uh, it's an exciting time. You know, a couple of my favorite people are on Raw every week. Or, well, well a, a as soon as Cody of, gets back.
1: A lot of these guys, man, I mean, they probably wouldn't have even come back if it hadn't been – like, I don't think we would have saw Johnny if Vince McMahon was still in charge. Because yeah. I don't think he would have been pushed at all. I don't mm-hmm. think he would have been pushed in AEW. I think he would have been, you know, probably right off the start, and then he would have been just another guy on the roster like they've done with some of the ex-WWE guys. Yeah, I mean, that was – I mean, it's just – I, I think he'll get a very good sustained put. I think we'll see him in a mania match next year. I think he'll reach one of at least one of the secondary titles, and and I I could see them possibly pushing him as a as a champion as as one of the smaller guys, you know, Shawn Michaels type.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think everything's on the table right now. Um, you know, I would be surprised if he got buried. Uh, that that's really the only thing that I don't see happening. Um, you know everything else. I think is on the table. You know the way they've been blowing up the, the. Uh, Continental titles. You know, uh, you know, I think- like you said, they're more prestigious. So maybe if he doesn't even get to that main event level, it doesn't really matter as much. Um, but it, it all depends on how he uh, portrays himself as a champion on that, on the big red brand. Um, you know, it's
1: well. It's nice to see that his first his first program almost like will be with theory. Yeah. They have a history in NXT, which I'm glad that they—they're not pretending like NXT doesn't matter when they come to the roster. They're actually mm-hmm. acknowledging it. I like to see them acknowledge the fact that they were in, that they were in the group the way. Uh, we could see, Indy yeah. Hartwell making her return to reunite with Dexter Loomis. There's just mm-hmm. so many possibilities on the table. There's so much like excitement. It's yeah. something that I think me and you both agree. We haven't felt for WWE in quite a long time.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, it, it's you know, it, it's like. It's like anything, you know, I, am always going to love wrestling, but uh, I don't necessarily like it all the time. And, um, you know, that, that, you know, for a long time there, it was, uh, it was, uh, because I, this is my, this is my form of entertainment. I watched it, but, um, you know, yeah, it definitely grew stale and it definitely grew old, but now, like you said, there's, there's just unlimited possibilities, uh, that can happen, you know, and, and it just feels like every door is open right now. Um, you know, there's. It feels like there's nothing that's off the table, and I think that's what makes it the most exciting right now. Um, is just that that unpredictability. Um, well, it looks
1: like another return we could see is Sarah Logan because I think she was in that promo with the Viking Raiders on Friday night. She's mm-hmm. married to Eric from the Viking Raiders, so mm-hmm. I can see that her them bringing her in as a third member of that group. It's a natural fit, and maybe even having some kind of program with Liv Morgan. Oh, that'd be cool. That's out there.
0: It uh I yeah, I, I could see like I said, anything's on the table and, and um you know, I just I do need to correct you. They are the vicious uh Viking Raiders. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I'm glad they got more of a serious edge to them now. They're yeah, they're making them the badasses they should have been to, yeah. to begin with. But it's like it's like Vince didn't want these guys to be what they were in NXT. He wanted to completely change them up coming up to the roster it's like well what the hell you got nxt for then if you just don't want to see these guys develop into something more on the it's like you're acting like nxt didn't matter that it wasn't your brand it is your brand you need to acknowledge it
0: (laughs) yeah i mean and at the very best like if something works why would you cut the legs out from underneath it as soon as they bring it up to the main roster Like it it just that, that never made sense to me um you know they got you know Karrion Cross was, you know, beloved in NXT, you know, whether he was a heel or a face, people enjoyed his work and, and, you know, with Scarlett and they bring him up to the raw roster and they dress him up like some BDMS, BDSM doll and they don't let his wife come out with him. And you're, you know, you, you've taken away everything that was interesting about him. Yeah. Um, so it's, like I said, this isn't bash Vince McMahon day. It's just, it, it is it is a positive thing because it is is there's so many possibilities right now. And, well, it's, like, it's uh, not like
1: we're bashing Vince McMahon. This is more like we're no. celebrating a new era in WWE yeah, because that's yeah, that absolutely. is what this is. It's a new era. They're bringing back a lot of words that Vince McMahon banned. They're letting these guys use their real names or letting them use names that had already been established. I mean, that's what really made me think this guy is, was such a control freak. But now yeah. they're giving these guys a lot of. They're not going to let them stray too far off the path. I don't think they're going to give them just to to where where they know they how to reel them back in, which I think is what they'll teach them going forward. Hey, we have you have some creative freedom with your promos, but yeah. make sure you just hit 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 the main bullet points.
0: Yeah, and if you prove that we can't trust you with your, you know, with with your promos or with a live mic, you know, to to be able to deliver them, then we'll script it for you. Yeah, um, and I think you know, that's the, that's the right way to go. Some of these guys just don't have that charisma, but they can go in the ring. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a mixed bag. You have to be able to, you know, adapt your creative outputs to, you know, what your talent's available to do. Um, and you know, not everybody's going to be good at everything. So, um, so I don't know how much more we were going to talk about WWE. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, are, are you ready to transition into the next part of the show or are you still? Yeah, not, still yeah I will. And, and, okay.
1: and I will say, man, that since this has been so refreshing, it's like, yeah. it's exciting to do a podcast to talk about it when, cause like, like before I think me and you were just kind of slogging around because nothing changed. We were going yeah. the same stuff over and over. And it's like, well, what the hell are we going to talk about because we're just seeing the same stuff over now. There's just so much to consume. and so yeah, much to talk about. It, it's exciting. It's, it's reinvigorated me and, 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 you know, I actually want to go to a, a WWE live event now. I feel like if they yeah. come down, I want to go. I want to be there. I want to I want to experience yeah. this new era.
0: Yeah, I'm actually – I need to look at tickets for November. I know SmackDown's going to be here. I don't yeah. know if it's sold out yet or not. But, yeah, I definitely would like to go to that too. Um, so I think part of what the perception issue and, and like, maybe my perception of – and, and let, let me preface this because I know how – you know we are part of the internet wrestling community i know how it can be right yeah. if you credit if you talk glowingly about wwe and you criticize aew you're a e stan or you're an e you know e fan or whatever that's not this okay i i love AEW. I love that they exist i love that they're a part of this you know this wrestling universe um my criticisms, just like my criticisms of WWE come out of a place of, I love it. I want it to be better. Um, and I want them to know that they've had, they literally, and, and I'll get more into this, they have too much of a good thing. Um, so, um, I'm sorry, just a second. I, I lost my train of thought. Um, so, and I think WWE breaking breaking their boundaries and and doing some different things has lessened that, that, that renegade feel of AEW. It's watered down what they've been able to do because WWE is breaking their own boundaries. Um, and I think, you know, without AEW, does it happen? I mean, it just kind of depends on, uh, you know, how Vince uses his wiener. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but now that they are doing that, it, it waters down what AEW is trying to accomplish by being that, you know, being that little bit different than, than WWE. Um, so that that's really my first observation about it. Um, my second one is they, they just have way too much talent, um, which you would think would not be a good or would be a bad thing. But you got a guy like Adam Cole, um, you got a team like red dragon and you don't have anything for them to do. Um, you know, you've got all these guys. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see the acclaimed getting a push. Uh, you know, they just had a big blow off to their to their feud with the Ass Boys, um, and then uh, you know, the Ass Boys turn on on Billy Gunn, and now Billy Gunn is with the Acclaimed, and the Ass Boys are with uh, oh, uh, the guy that used to be the Diamond Mines uh, man, Clay Yeah, that's it. I can't I can't ever think of his name. Um, so they're now with him, under his guidance. Um, but, uh, you know, and it's not to say everything's bad. I, I really enjoyed the promo between Moxley and Punk last week. Um, I think, you know, I, I think giving away their, their title unification match on Dynamite is kind of a weird choice with, you know, a, a pay-per-view in two weeks. But I think they're planning on something bigger. But, I mean, it's just it, it feels like every week, you know, Tony Khan gets on online and goes, oh, we got something big coming up this week. And, it, you know, it's, you know, cue the lights and out comes X WWE talent. Here comes no way. Who's Jose? And they push him like, you know, you know, God's greatest gift for a week. And then it's like, then he's in the back, you know, in a, in a, in a segment. And then he feuds with, uh, uh, who cares? He'll feud with Pinta. And then, you know, they feud for a month and then, you know, he just goes back to the status quo and, and it's like you have all these good talents that weren't, on the WWE roster. And, and I hate that narrative. Of, it's all ex-WWE guys. I hate that narrative. But you had all this talent. You had all these guys that never had this opportunity before. And now you're bringing in. All these guys that have had that opportunity before. Which yeah. in, in, a, in a micro sense. Would be good. Because they are already used to the television product. It's not something they're having to learn. For the first time. But in a macro sense and, and having a ton of new talent and a ton of people, there's just not enough places for everybody. And I, I just, I don't, and, 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 and I'm sorry, Jesse, this is just basically a rant. I apologize.
1: No, you're fine. Um,
0: and, and, you know, and, and you're like, Oh, well we have a second show. Okay. So when you had clout with the owners of the WB at the time, They were getting ready to have a big presentation and all this stuff before discovery took over. Right. They had all this clout. All they could manage was a one hour slot at 10 PM on a Friday night. They need to either cancel, cancel rampage or get a different time slot. It is a complete waste of time, talent, energy, and, and money at this point because nobody watches it. Um, And I mean, I don't mean literally nobody, but it's it's not significant enough for them to continue to do it. Um, And now that they have no no clout, they have no pull with, uh, you know, with management. I think things are only going to be more uphill. Um, I'm going to take a break from my rant here and let you get in any thoughts you have.
1: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) one thing I want to say about the punk Moxley thing. Moxley is I, I love John Moxley. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great promo guy. Yeah. But he's starting to become a paint-by-numbers wrestler because he needs to bleed every match, and he needs to bleed right from the start. Yeah. You take away that impact of getting colored yeah. when you do it consistently all the time because when you do it, then people are just like, after a time, well, who cares? He bleeds all the yeah. time, so what does it matter?
0: Yeah. Yep. I, and, I, no, I, and, and that's not me
1: saying anything bad about him. It. It's me trying to say he needs to change up his style a little bit you don't have no. to bleed every match. With as soon as you get hit in the face, boom, you, you start you got blood coming out of the top of your forehead.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and even Punk, you know, alluded to it in that in that promo. He said, uh, "I don't want to stand too close to you because you're gonna start bleeding on me." Yeah. Wait. Um, yeah, and it, it's it, it's unfortunate because Moxley, Moxley is an incredibly gifted wrestler. Um, I know people like Jim Cornette like to like downgrade him and say, "Oh, you know, they put Brian Danielson with them and they completely ruined Brian Danielson." And blah 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 blah. And you know what? Moxley can be a car crash, but he can also be a really consistent and great wrestler. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, he
0: he has a lot of tools in his toolbox. He's but he's only using one. And I, I think that's you know I think long and short of it, I think that's what you're coming down to is. You know he's he's got a lot more ability, but he's not being challenged to use it. He's just doing the same thing every week. Um, you know, and it's it, it's frustrating. Uh, it is frustrating to watch as a fan. Um, I and did another
1: I... thing I wanted to allude to is the fact that CM Punk. They, or, or there's rumors he's kind of unhappy. He went into business for himself. He
0: mm-hmm.
1: he called out Paige, and it's like. This this guy just can never be to be content. I don't now. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe this is all the work. But I think some of it has to be a, a little bit of, of a shoot. It's like, dude, you're you're in a good position now. You're, you're with a company that is, this is going, going to, to showcase you the way you wanted to be, and you're still bitching and complaining. It's like I just don't understand yeah. it. Why he is continuing to want to be a problem if, if, and I'm, I'm, i got to reiterate this if that is the case, if it's not a work.
0: Yeah, I think, I think there's probably layers to what's going on here, as, as you kind of alluded to. But, um, and look, I'm not going to make, ex- like, I am a, a CM Punk Mark. I've never made any allusions to anything different, I've never tried to act like I wasn't. Um, And I'm not I'm certainly not going to excuse behavior that I would condemn someone else for Um, to go into business for yourself, whether it was a receipt for something that Paige did to him during the build up to their match for the world title, whether it was for other reasons, whether it was because Paige wasn't, you know, is is rumored to not be taking advice from veterans backstage, um, whatever reason you don't do that. You don't put your, especially when you're in West Virginia, which is fairly close to where uh, you know Paige is from, and, and you know he's from Virginia. Um, you don't put someone in that spot and make them look like an asshole. Um, you yeah, know, to call him out, and then now, now Pages cowboy shit, Pages being a tough guy, it, it, it all it all looks like bullshit now. It, it just looks like he's a giant wuss. Because he didn't he didn't answer that call, but nobody in the back would have let him go out. You know, from the from the gorilla position. So, I'm disappointed in in CM Punk. I'm disappointed in in CM Punk the person. Phil Brooks the person. Um, you know, that said, I don't ever really have any high expectations for him to be a happy, uh, sentimental person. He's he's very much a malcontent. That's what he sold himself on. That's yeah. what he's always been. I don't see that changing in the, in the near future. Um, Does it make him a bad guy? No, I think it makes, you know, he made a bad choice. He made, you know, he made a bad, a bad move as a veteran, as a person that people look up to on on that roster. Um, But I think, you know, I think he's only going to have himself to blame when he doesn't have people to work with. Um, So it, it, it's just, it, it's disappointing. It's disappointing when you, when you, I, I don't put people on pedestals. I think, I think you and I are old enough to know not to do that by now. Right. Um, but, but it's, it's still disappointing um, to, to have someone put someone else in that kind of position. Um, you know, it's not good for Page. It's not really that good for Punk. And, and it just, it doesn't help anybody. Um, and well, that's and the really fact,
1: the fact is, he, I mean, he, he really, like you said, if he had an issue with Paige, it should have been done something. It shouldn't have been done out there when Paige was not part of the program. This was something between him and Mox, which I think, honestly, I see your point of them putting it on free TV, but I think it's going to end up being a schmoz where MJF yeah. returns and they turn it into a triple threat at the yeah. page review.
0: Yeah, and, and I I honestly really hope that it's a, it's an MJF return because I feel like he's very, very missed. Um, you know, his, his promos, his just his ability uh, was a, was something to tune in for every week. And, okay. and um, you know, I think part of the, you know, part of going back to, you know, my not really organized rant, part of the problem with, with um, AEW right now is they don't have that consistency from week to week. You may have to wait two weeks to, to get followed up with your storyline. Or they'll say, oh, you got to see it on Rampage, and then no one watches it. So you're not you're not getting that that closure on on the storyline, um, you know. You you have to. I mean, it sucks because you're going to have to start picking people to 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 feature and people to, you know, relegate to other shows. But you, you pretty much have to have the same, you know, handful of people on TV every week, or you're gonna lose you're gonna lose uh, viewers. Um, I think that's just basic, you know, basic logic, is it not? Yeah, um, You have to have that consistency that people are going to tune in to see what they want to see. Um, it's good to have variety, but it, but at the same time, you can't have so much variety that it takes three weeks to get back to a storyline. Um, so, I'm sorry, I'm on I'm, my I'm soapbox
1: again. Uh, no, it's, it's <laughs> like, um, well, isn't there rumors of AEW possibly getting a third show?
0: Um, and so they, um, what did they do? They trademarked All Elite Women. If it's not another, like, let's get women to watch wrestling program, I think it might be a women's wrestling program. Um, I don't know where it would be. I don't know what network it would be on. I, they don't have a lot of pull right now with the network, uh, except for the fact that they are really solid in their Dynamite ratings. Um, I, I don't see how that happens unless it's another YouTube show to be quite frank and that's not really doing a service to your women um yeah. you know because nobody watches darker elevation either um so
1: well I- there's talk I- to another show based on the women too they have so many women so many talented yeah. women and you say they care about their women that they'll still feature them on Raw wrong smackdown but then have their kind of their own one hour yeah. show kind of maybe to replace 205 yeah, and I, I
0: think that could be interesting. And and one thing I wanted to bring about, bring up about WWE too, not to just just you know trash AEW and then move on, but uh, one other thing to bring out about uh, um, WWE is uh, the negotiations coming up for their TV contract for RAW, and apparently uh, Netflix is a uh, is a player in this in this bidding, uh, which I find extremely interesting. Uh, I think. You know, if you follow the business world, uh, I did a paper about this in my in my class, uh, one of my classes. Netflix lost like almost a million subscribers at the beginning of the year. Um, You know, they continue to raise their rates. They continue to cut down on their available uh, entertainment. I think they're looking at WWE as a built in audience that can bring in people every week. And get people to watch their other shows, watch their other, you know, to subscribe and be a part of their content. Um, I don't know how that looks, uh, you know, with their relationship with Peacock. I don't know how that works in practicality because that would be the first live show on on Netflix, I believe. Um, so I, I don't know how all those things I would, work.
1: That's Go why ahead, I, I would wonder how that would work with like sponsorships and, and commercials and stuff like that. How they would get paid. Like I can't imagine they would get paid the same as what USA network or Fox is paying them.
0: Yeah. See I think that's, I think, and I was wondering about that too, because uh, unless Netflix is planning on adding, you know, allowing advertisers on, I, I don't know how they can compare financially to, you know, all the, all the sponsors and, you know, the, the license fee that the USA network was going to give them. Um so I, I think it'll be interesting to follow. I don't know if anything will come from it, but uh, I think, you know, it could be realistic to see, you know, one of these shows, uh, you know, may, maybe even, maybe even AEW end up on a streaming service um, as a, as an experiment. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, tradition you know, the traditional way that we watch television is changing and evolving. And I think, Um, you know, there are more cord cutters, there are more people that rely on streaming. Uh, So I don't know if it's that that significant drop-off if you're not on cable. Um, But like I said, I don't have any hard data on that. It's just just observational from my point of view. Um, But I think it's something to watch. And I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with it.
1: Well, see, it's like, it's weird because Sling TV, it's a streaming service, but they show your basic cable network shows. That's how I'm able to watch RAW. In USA, mm-hmm. I still get the commercials um, that regular USA Network is is getting, mm-hmm. even though it's on a streaming service. I mean, that's one. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's 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 interesting. I, I don't know though if I see them giving up their relationship with USA Network. That's been a long. God, man, that was well before the days of Raw. They were, used to run primetime wrestling yes. on USA Network, and all. They've had a relationship with them since the '80s. So they
0: left for that brief time to. To go to the Spike
1: Yeah uh, That um, was a, that was a very brief well, Maybe Five year period I think it was the only time They weren't On USA
0: Yeah I believe so I think I think you're absolutely right So Yeah it's It's gonna be interesting To watch um, To see how everything Plays out with that And, and really uh, It just It's It adds to the Excuse me The drama And the excitement Of what's going on Right now In the wrestling world um, You know I think all the you you know. You add up all those little things that are that are changing, and those little things that are revolutionizing, and and you know, growing the industry and progressing the industry. And I think it adds up to just one giant ball of you know excitement. And I and I know you feel that too. So.
1: And what I want to say about AEW, I, I mean, I'm not an avid watcher like I am WWE, but I do catch mm-hmm. their shows. I don't want to see them go under. I, I want to see them be successful. But as you said, they need to, they need to focus more on their home talent that they had mm-hmm. before they started bringing in X WWE guys to get the WWE audience to switch switch over. It's like Tony Khan was saying, "Oh hey, look, I've signed Adam Cole. I've signed uh, Keith Lee. I've signed. You know, all, all you guys can catch them on on in my company now." Yeah, it's like yeah, that's great in theory, but it's like you're shooting yourself in the own foot because you're not. Giving your talent that you actually have any kind of credibility. No, and I mean, and I'm
0: not, I'm not going to sit here and go like all XWw guys in AEW are, you know, are clown. Like I, you know, I love Punk. I've, I, dude, uh, FTR, I couldn't have gave two shits about them in WWE to be quite frank, except for you know their matches with DIY. But you know, to see them in AEW, to see them in that environment has been a complete, you know, change of perspective for me. Um, you know, and and you know, that's not to say one's better than the other, I'm just saying, you know, that opened my eyes to what they were capable of as a tag team. Um, and you know, maybe that's just on me for missing it when they were in Mm -hmm. WWE, but but I feel like you know, some of them, but as you said, as you alluded to. to, if Keith Lee could have held on for another, you know six months, he'd, he'd be in a good spot right now. If if Adam Cole could have held on for a little while longer, he'd be in a good spot right now. The Undisputed Air yeah. would probably be on the main roster. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that probably would have worked out um, in the end. I think, I think, like, if you look at um, L.A. Knight, you know, he's currently Max Dupree, but I've, I've read and I've seen that, you know, they're getting ready to move him back to his old gimmick. Um, so, and like I said, Hit Row got fired, you know, pretty, you know, unceremoniously. And now they're back and being featured on primetime television. So I think...
1: Well, there, there's, there's a rumor too that Swerve wishes he would have yeah. held on a little bit longer because he would have been brought back with them, I have no doubt.
0: Yeah, and he would have been a featured part of a, of a you know, a television show on Fox, yeah um you know and and and, like I said, I'm not gonna say, oh, this was a terrible mistake for these guys but but and really to get back to to the one thing that punk said that I think everybody agreed on is a e w is good not as competition but it's good as making a place where people can come and work and be on television and 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 wrestle in front of a live audience and you know but even
1: even some of the extent like Say uh Johnny... Well, he, now I guess he's known as Johnny Dynamite. Yeah. Don Morrison got moved over. He lost his first match. You really haven't seen much of him since. Yeah. They did yeah, absolutely think, dick with him. They made a big deal about his signing. They've yeah. not done anything with him. Ruby Soho, talented, mm-hmm. very talented wrestler. They ain't done much with her. It's like...
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm not saying... Like I said, I think it's a case-by-case basis. Yeah. I'm not going to say everybody that... I think for a while there, especially on the internet, Oh, now that we're going to finally see how, you know, uh, God, I don't even give a shit who, uh, now we're going to see how, you know, Jake Atlas can be used, right. You know, because he's going to go to WWE or he's going to go to AEW. And, you know, it, I don't think that's the case. You know, if, if it's, you know, the cream always rises to the top, but it doesn't always mean that, you know, they're going to get those opportunities. And, and we've seen Adam Cole, you know, he's had some injury issues, which, you know, I, that could be partly on, you know, what, what AEW is allowing him to do, but, or, you know, and partly because of his size. But, you know, I think he probably, I mean, I, I could almost guarantee you, he probably would have been better off if he would have stayed in WWE and waited out Vincent Land. Um, but there's no way of knowing that. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, one but, thing uh, I
1: think WWE is doing smart right now, too, is, they're not telling you, hey, you need to catch this because we got surprise. We got so-and-so. You, know, you, you should yeah. see a new wrestler. No, they're not doing that. They're letting the surprises happen. They're they're, right. le- they're letting the shows happen. If you miss something, that's on you. It's like, well, you should have been watching the show. Yeah, we're we're and... not going to tell you who's showing up. Watch the show and, and see what kind of surprise. Like Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Gant Gargano. Nobody had any idea. Complete surprise. And it was, it was great to see that the Toronto crowd reacted to him the way they did because I don't know if a lot of people – who just watched Raw on SmackDown knew who he was. So glad yeah. had him come out there, kind of explain who he was. And uh, when people see him wrestle, I mean, I think they're really gonna get behind this guy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and you contrast that with, you know, um, you know, and this isn't this isn't bash anybody day. We don't do that here on this show. Um, but it's just it's criticism. It's uh, you know observational. But you compare that with the the less than surprise of Kenny Omega returning last week on dynamite. And I mean, the crowd went pretty wild, but otherwise it wasn't really that big of a surprise. I mean, they, they kind of teased it on their YouTube show, you know, Dave Meltzer was reporting about it and the, you know, in his dirt sheets and, you know, it wasn't a surprise. Nobody knew Johnny Gargano was coming. That, that shit was kept under wraps. So, you have probably the best technical wrestler in the world right now. And it's that, you know, As the crowd goes mild for him. You have a guy in Johnny Gargano who has been an underdog his whole life. And the crowd went insane. I mean, yeah. and the internet blew up from, from the reaction from him coming in. And it just shows what you can do, you know, just with a, with a, with a, you know, a different perspective. And um, it's, it, and that's, what's frustrating right now. It's, you know, I, I feel like AEW right now is having the problem that WWE has. If everyone is star. And, and they need to really start- have a line of demarcation between the top of their, and their echelon and the middle of the echelon, 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 echelon and the bottom of the echelon. As, as I said, you could start to see the foundations of that in WWE. I don't know where that is in AEW
1: right right now. Well, it kind of so- reminds me of the way that WCW was during towards the end not saying Mm -hmm. that aew can't come out of that wcw was a victim of the network not getting behind them anymore (laughs) i mean honestly that's why they folded is because that you know they were taken off tv that was the ultimate deal breaker for them i think they could have survived and could have the tv deal still been there i don't think aew is going to have that issue but one thing i want to talk about too one more thing is is the announcing there was a stark night and day difference between aew announcing and now wwe announcing i know before they had vince mcmahon yelling at them they were stressed mm-hmm. coming to work but now they have nobody yelling at them they have such freedom the announcing is aew they announcers like they, they want to make a big deal out of everything they want to mm-hmm. get you all get y'all hyped up for every little little thing and after a while it's like okay you're you're trying to make us care about Joe Schmoe hyping up, it kind of lo- loses its luster. It comes off as almost um, pandorous to, to to people. Yeah. So I right. noticed the announcings have gotten better. Michael Cole's announcing has gotten 100% better. I, I can listen to him now and be entertained by him and Pat McAfee. And,
0: but oh, it's
1: yeah. like the, the guys on Dynamite, man, they just don't have that, that balance of...
0: well, cool. and, and really, it's... <clears throat> when you're dealing from strength, uh, when you're dealing from a position of strength, you can, you can really, um, I I can't think of what I'm trying to say here. Um, but, but you look at AEW and and so much of it right now is everything is important. Every minute is important. Everything is important. Every, everything we say on commentary is important. And, And when you do that, okay, it's, it's understandable why that, why you do it that way, but you, you can't keep hammering that to the, to the audience or then nothing is important. And it's, it's what WWE used to do. And it's what they're doing a better job of, you know, there needs to be peaks and valleys. If yeah. you just peak the whole time, you're going to burn people out. And it was an early problem in AW. They kind of got away from it. They were doing a good job you know, with slow builds and with peaks and valleys throughout their shows. But now it's back to that uneven tempo again. Um, so it's, it's like, you know, they, they can't both just hit at the same time. It's like one, one company has to be, you know, struggling and the other one, you know, the other one's on, on fire. I don't, I don't understand how that works, but maybe it's just perception too. Uh, you know, my perception of WWE, my perception of AEW have changed in the last you know, three weeks. So um, well,
1: it's it's like too. It's like WWE doesn't hammer this. You know, wait, wait, I talked about at the beginning of the show. Every moment now on Raw or SmackDown feels important, but they're mm-hmm. not telling you that it does. You yeah. just sense it. You see it. You know it. They're not telling you, "Hey, you got to catch this," or "You got to," you know. They're yeah. not telling you this. You're you're seeing it. So it's not being hammered into you. It's it's like what like you said, what WWE used to do when they used to pound Twitter into your head or, or, or tout or something like that. I didn't get on Twitter because WWE was pushing it so hard. I'm like, I don't even want to get on this thing because I'm tired of hearing it consistently pounded into my head. I mean, less is more. No, I
0: I mean, man, they used to have a freaking crawl at the bottom.
1: Yeah. 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 At, at,
0: at the boobs lover says, that match between Melina and Alicia Fox was fantastic. Like nobody gives a shit about this. Like I want to focus on the the product in the ring. Yeah. Like, that's literally all I care about is the, you know, 8x8 eight eight ring with the, you know, steel cable ropes around it and the two people inside of it that are telling a story with with choreographed fighting. It's not complicated. It's not overly, you know, there doesn't have to be a lot of overly dramatic elements it doesn't have to be anything it's just two guys with a reason to fight fighting that's all i want to see and i don't know why why anybody i don't know why wwe i don't know why aw i don't know why impact overcomplicated complicated um yeah you know it's okay to try creative things every once in a while i enjoyed the um i enjoyed the like broken universe when it first started um but like it's it just other than that like it's just you know, there's there's different forms of, of this type of entertainment. I'm not saying one's right and the others are wrong. I'm just saying, you know, it's it just don't overcomplicate what you're doing. It's it's very very simple. And is this person supposed to be a woman that's on NXT now? That's uh, like a diva, but a guy. I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs>
1: oh, you're that Kensi. Is, is that? What his it? name is? Yeah, I I don't know what they're what they're going for. It seems like almost like another Velveteen Dream type gimmick. Is that what it is? I think so. Oh, okay. I, that, I, was, I mean that worked. and yeah. NXT Quincy that Elliot. Velveteen Dream, yeah. it worked. <laughs> but yeah. the guy that was doing it was a talented athlete. I yeah. mean he made it work because of his athleticism as well. I don't know how well <laughs> I don't know how well this is gonna go over. I mean I guess I guess we'll see. They're, they're... WWE doesn't do everything perfect. Even with this new no. regime taking over, they still have some missteps, but they're less and less. They've been less and less this past month. No, and Miss honestly,
0: it, to be honest, to be quite frank with you, Jesse, like I think as wrestling fans, as we've, you know, as we've, I don't want to say matured, but we've kind of been put in our place a few times by things we thought were completely stupid right off the top of the bat. And then they end up loving them like Fondango, yeah. you know, when that was a thing. Like, I mean, you know, they're they're just so, like, the fashion, you know, the fashion police even. Like, this is so dumb, but I love it. Ezekiel, like, these are things that, you know, just if you tell somebody about it, they're like, that sounds really dumb. But but they're done so well, and they're done, you know, with, you know, Damien Sandow played a stunt double, and we freaking loved it. Like, (laughs) uh, I mean. Hey, you know know what? I'm still
1: holding out hope on a crossover between AEW and WWE, because I think it would be a fantastic yeah. crossover. I think that's more realistic now with Vince McMahon being retired. I, I still I don't see it happening right away, but I could see it maybe yeah. maybe within the next year or so. I could see that happening.
0: Yeah. It just depends on if, if, if AEW has enough to offer as far as, you know, it's not going to be a one-sided thing. Like, you know, they have to be able to hold up their end of the deal. Yeah. Because WWE is not going to do anything that puts their wrestlers – makes them look bad by comparison. So um, it just kind of depends on, like I said, what AEW brings to the table. But
1: uh, well, I do want to say, too, one thing that I like that they're doing. You know, we, we know beginning of this year, Kevin Owens re-signed with WWE. I think mm-hmm. one of those things was he was promised a match with Steve Austin at WrestleMania, which he got. Mm-hmm. But then after that, he kind of went, almost forgot. He made the Ezekiel thing work because of who he is. But mm-hmm. now they're bringing back the prize fighter, Kevin Owens, a serious ass kicker, Kevin Owens, man, and, and I'm loving it. It's the character we fell in yeah. love with at the beginning when he first debuted in NXT.
0: Yep, came down and hugged his best friend, Sami Zayn, and then power bombed him into the apron. Yeah. And, we, and it's like, oh, you hate that son of a bitch. But he's also a tough son of a bitch. He's not a chicken shit heel. He's, he's, he's that guy that will, will go toe-to-toe with you, even if, even if it means to get his ass kicked. And, uh, I, and, yeah, and that's that, what
1: he's become again. I mean, this yeah. just this past week, the week before he's become the the prize fighter fight Owens fight guy, which I was, yeah. I'm so happy to see.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be a really, really fun thing to see what happens with him. Um, I'm I'm hoping to see uh you know uh, Cody K.O.Q. when Cody gets back. Oh, that I would mean, be excellent. Yeah, they definitely need to pay off you know the the Seth Rollins thing first, but there's just so many. I mean, like there's so many matches that I want to see of, of all these people that are you know they're there, they're they're ready to go, they're talented, and, and you know, there's so many things they can do right now, and you know they've brought back a strategic amount of talent. They haven't overly, overwhelmingly you know, opened the floodgates and brought everybody back. They, you know, been strategic about who they brought back and it's, it's really working so far. I mean, I don't want to see it every week. I don't want to see it, you know, six months from now. It needs to be kept to a minimum and kept special. But at the same time, I think it's, like I said, it's been strategic so far that I think, I think Triple
1: H was trying to, to right the wrongs of people who he thought would make money of people who Mm -hmm. he thought were really athletically gifted and, and promo gifted. Those are the mm-hmm. ones that he's focusing on bringing back. He's trying to, to write those wrongs and show the world, Hey, this is what this talent can do. You know, if you thought they were good in NXT black and gold, wait till you see them now. I mean, yep. I think that's what, that's what he's, he's trying to push. I see Sami Zayn going back to being a good guy. He got cheered. Trem- I know it was in his hometown of Montreal on SmackDown, but the guy yeah. has such good timing and is such so good. I, I see him becoming, Uh, more of a face out of this thing with with the bloodline
0: yeah i think i think he's going to be that you know that person that you know he's he's being used and he's finally like i think it'll dawn on him eventually and he's going to come out of it looking like you know a great sympathetic baby face and i mean he's already got the comedic timing he's already got the promo skills uh, he's going to be a great, great face uh, when he gets out of this this storyline. I think, um, and it's a slow
1: burn. It's not yeah. something that's being rushed. That's a, they're not rushing anything. They're mm-hmm. they're taking their time on shows. They're like when Ed Spirit Dominic. Oh, what happened there? Got to tune in next week to find out if that was an accident or if that was. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's just so many. It, it's well, like you said, like the Attitude Era, man. It's it's must see television. It's something you yeah. want to. You look forward to seeing the, the next week.
0: It's television with a hook. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how to put it any simpler. I mean, it's, you know, it, either you have to have a hook going into breaks, you have to have a hook, you know, coming into the show, you have to have a hook leaving the episode. You have to always leave them, leave people wanting more. And that's the way you get people back. That's the way you get people talking. And that's the way that, you know, I mean, ultimately, the greatest social network isn't. Facebook or Twitter or, or TikTok or Instagram, it's the word of mouth. It's always been the word of mouth. Yeah. And if you can get people talking and I mean, even if they're doing that on social, I know literal social networks, you get people talking in good terms and, and talking about how things are so entertaining and so engaging, you're going to get people back watching. It's going to get back to those attitude era numbers. That was what made the attitude era. It wasn't necessarily, I mean, obviously the talent, definitely helped, but it it was that you know they made a show that you had to talk about you had to be like oh that was so cool they did this on long raw last night like that's what you need to have and that's what they are building towards i think it's it's gonna go slower than we want it to there's gonna be peaks and valleys to it but but they are off to an incredibly strong start
1: so well gargano like i said my wife she she watched nxt with me and she really became a fan of johnny gargano just the mm-hmm. way he is his style when i showed her that moment because she hadn't seen her all i mean mm-hmm. she was almost in tears just crying yeah. and i was like oh my god i can't believe he's back he's got his song back i mean he's somebody that resonated with her and she was excited yeah. to see it. i was like i want to watch raw because i want to see this guy i yeah. mean like i said there's something for everybody now which i think is just which i think is, is great they're utilizing they got they know they got 3 hours of raw how can we best use this 3 hours of raw let's let these talents go out there and wrestle 12 15 minute matches not 3 to 6 minute squashes with the 24/7 title run hit
0: yeah and and not like i said not everybody needs a talk show no like if you you know if you believe the moon is made of cheese you can find a cable television network that will agree with you 100% of the day yeah. you don't need you don't need <laughs> You don't need to tune into Raw to have a character do that. Like, no. <laughs> so,
1: um,
0: one you know, more thing. One more thing I, pro- oh, I want to mention.
1: Um, recently, uh, Tanil Dashwood, who we've known in NXT, who had a great gimmick in NXT as Emma, her contractor just came up with Impact. I think she may mm-hmm. be WWE bound again, and hopefully, they use her right this time around. She's dating uh, Madcap Moss, so yeah, that could be yeah. a way of her possibly coming back because i was a fan of her i thought she was great i thought she was great in the ring i thought mm-hmm. she had that goofy spunky character down and the way that they used her when they got her the main roster just wasn't the right way to do it but yeah. i'd like to see her make a to, to make a return and it possibly possibly could happen she she was in that old nxt of, of, of when it was great so it yeah. could be another return we could be seeing possibly
0: yeah absolutely um so before we uh before we call it a night here, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll have our own hook for next week. Uh, Jesse and I are going to talk about this gigantic week coming up uh, where we have, you know, Dynamite and Rampage in Chicago. Um, excuse me. There's Clash at the Castle on Saturday night. All Out on Sunday night. Uh, Worlds Collide on Sunday afternoon. A uh, lot of wrestling, a lot of just big stuff. Uh, and and we're going to talk about all of it uh, next week on the Turnbuckle Post.
1: A the after, we will Turnbuckle. come back and talk about these shows, talk about the results, and
0: yeah.
1: you know, uh, see how things go. I'm really really looking forward to Clash at the Castle. I think yeah, they uh, built that up well. They I think they built up Roman Re- or Drew McIntyre to be. Um, you would believe that this would be the guy to beat Roman Reigns for those titles.
0: Yeah, and it's first you know, premium live event in, in in Europe in, what, 30 years?
1: Yeah, since SummerSlam of 1992. Yeah, so um,
0: I'll let Jesse uh, go ahead and sign us off, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. All right, everybody, uh, be safe, be sound. Um, get pumped for wrestling as we are again. Uh, get yourselves primed and ready for next week for – a huge weekend of wrestling and we will come back next week to preview that for you all. Have a good night. All
0: right. Night, everybody.